0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello again, and welcome back to Shake Them Ropes. My name is Chris Novenbrino. I am leading off today. Joining me, as always, is the Iron Man of Shake Them Ropes, never misses a show, Jeff Hawkins. How you doing, Iron Man?
2: I, uh, yes, what is it, five or six, six or seven years now, running. Haven't missed a week. Feel every moment of it.
0: I, and sometimes great lengths are taken to ensure mm-hmm. that you don't miss a week. But yes, yes. I, I think, you know, I think it's a worthy endeavor. What am I and, being set
2: up for here? That's what I'm suspicious You're not being about. set
0: up for anything. I'm All like, right. just like, I'm like kudoing your Iron Man status. I'm, I'm no Charlie I'm Watts. I'm settling uh... it. No, you're not Charlie Watts. Rest in peace, Charlie Watts. Rest I in did, peace, yes. Charlie Watts. Uh, and I was just settling into my, my hosting status here this week. I know we're going to get into the news section here in a little bit um later on this show a much awaited debut is occurring <laughs> uh, i'm excited about this one i'm excited about this people you're not really make sure what up.
2: this is that's the problem is you're buttering me up for this but continue i'm not
0: buttering you up for anything i'm okay. gonna lead off with a news story and uh and then we're gonna we're gonna pivot on it so this week uh for those of you who have been following the news in the wrestling community pat mcafee was diagnosed with covid 19 And what's interesting about Pat McAfee and by interesting, I frankly mean a little bit alarming is that Pat McAfee was fully vaccinated and he still had what appears to be a breakthrough case. He appears to be in good spirits. I mean, God love the guy. He's doing his podcast and his uh, vodcast from his bed while recovering from COVID-19. That is commitment. I don't know. I probably at least do one episode, but I feel like at a certain point, I would just want to swoon and sleep. So God love Pat McAfee for that. But I just want to say this to everyone who's listening to the show. Because, um, you know, I hear sometimes about ra- other radio hosts who maybe don't use their platform for the best information on this stuff. And so I, I kind of want to make sure I do the right thing with my own platform. Um, in my life this week, Jeff, uh, someone I know, and we can get into some more details, but a musician from the community. I've told you about this person before in the past. Um, I found out that this person... Uh, had been staying active during this time, uh, but had not gotten vaccinated and decided to have an album release party uh, (laughs) for his upcoming album that was coming out or is set to come out here. And at that album release party, this person got COVID-19. He got the Delta variant of COVID-19 and he is now in the hospital. He is over $120,000 in debt He has a collapsed lung, he has pneumonia, he has been intubated, Um, he will be lucky to get out of the hospital and make some sort of recovery, but his musical career right now is very much in question and looks very much in doubt. So if you are someone who is watching this show or listening to this show and you have been waiting for the FDA approval or for some other mile marker, friend, let me tell you this. Check your bank account right now and ask yourself, do I have $120,000 in there that I'm willing to part with for COVID-19? Because you might not have to spend all of it, but you very well could. And the information seems to say that if you're not vaccinated, your odds of facing this situation are fairly they're not they're not unheard of in this time. So please, 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 if you have not gotten vaccinated, I urge you consider the circumstances, consider the risks, and go and get the shot, please.
2: I agree. And if you do have one hundred twenty thousand dollars just lying around,
0: whoa, bro! Like shake them ropes is here. let sixty k for Nov. 60K red circle. For find
2: our show. There's a donation button there. I will take. I will take no donations lower than twenty. <laughs> I just. Oh, maybe a five. I'll take a five. Maybe a ten. I don't know. But
0: but yeah, please, people, if you're going to attend these live events and everything, don't mess around with this. Uh, Better safe than sorry. Take a conservative, safe approach to this. Do not expose yourself to unnecessary risk.
2: Yeah, and it's going to take a couple weeks for that thing to kick in, so you know, give it some time, too, before you go. <laughs> oh, I got the shot. I can go right back out there. No. Uh, yeah, I, I SummerSlam was mostly an outdoor arena. That's the thing that but then again, McAfee also travels private, so it might have been there. He has a family. Might have been a family thing. Might have been at whatever hotel he was staying at for this. Day. I don't know if it was a fly in and out type of thing. He seemed to think he got it at SummerSlam though. So If you happen to go, and this is one of the reasons why I personally avoid it, go get yourself tested. Just, you know, and then if you're positive, just stay away from people for a while. That's, that's all I ask.
0: And for my part, I attended Raw. So I have attended a live event since things have reopened. But the entire time I was inside the American Airlines arena, I had my mask on. Um, Other people didn't. And we actually had, you know, some space around our seats and everything like that. But look, uh. Better safe than sorry. Like, like, at bare minimum, even if you want to go, oh, you would just get sick. Guys, getting sick sucks. Don't, like, don't like kid yourself. Like, getting sick is not, like, some fun, cool time. You should just try to avoid getting sick generally.
2: Yeah, and, you know, the, <laughs> the thing is, getting sick, oh, it'll just be sick for a short time. You don't know that. You don't know what kind of underlying conditions you have that might mix with this thing and, you know... <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying i'm trying to keep it light here but yeah I, yeah I think... no
0: for sure like yeah I, I try to keep it light but uh, but this story has touched me directly and it's sort of really moved me this no week i understand that like, no yeah well you know, i i gotta say something on this like guys mm-hmm. don't be don't end up like my friend like let that story be a cautionary tale
2: i i definitely agree uh trying to pivot to wrestling <laughs>
0: Absolutely, Jeff. Although- we have a lot of news this week, and uh, plenty to talk to involving SummerSlam, Takeover, um, the changes in NXT, uh, yes. and a- and of course Dynamite and Rampage as well.
2: What a perfect segue because the new NXT is a coming, Chris. And, and did you see this logo? Did you see this bright, colory, technicolor puke of a logo that they have?
0: Uh, I saw something I saw something worse that I'm now never going to be able to unsee. Okay, so it's like the time I realized that the Spotify logo is actually slightly askew. Um, I saw a video earlier today that tried to find the symmetry point in the new NXT logo, and it is not straight through the X because of that stupid little horn that they put on the T. So, like, the actual visual midpoint... In this new logo, does not sit anywhere comfortable. Um, the color scheme, not bad, but this lack of symmetry is going to drive me crazy for the rest of this logo's lifespan.
2: Well, last week we to- told you about the internal internal policy of no one under or no one over thirty, no one under six foot two. This week, Chris, new internal quote-unquote policy nxt will no longer be scouting independent talent what does this mean for you the wrestling consumer well it means that you're gonna get a lot more college football players amateur wrestlers track stars whatever into the performance so you're center. saying tino sabatelli has a chance <laughs> Third times a charm with Savitelli. We can bring him and then Rob will come back to the show weekly once once he's back. But but you know, also this means, you know, maxim model lingerie models and you know hot women that creepy guys can ogle over, and they're gonna try and turn them into wrestlers. This does not necessarily mean though that if you're good on the independence, they won't try and sign you up. That's that's the weird thing, is there's always weird exceptions to this i i don't understand this to be honest with you i understand that we're going to teach them our style okay great the the things that they look for to me are ridiculous i understand it but i also understand that wwe is not a promotion that caters to me i halfway through this week i wrote you about this this was it cerebral palsy kid who ran into Shotzi Blackguard at a theme park and just gave her a big hug. And you, you see the John Cena cricket wireless thing with the kid whose mom had a, had a, had a, you know, don't give up, uh, you know, arm, you know, wristband from Cena and that helped her beat cancer. Those are the people that WWE is for. It's not for people like me. It is into spectacle. It is into the larger than life aspects of it. Some of these guys are going to pan out. Most aren't, which is, you know, and the weird thing to me is, you know, you've had guys like this in there and you've trained them and then you just cut them when you're done with them and they don't really know quote unquote wrestling. They know WWE. So, uh, I've rambled on enough. No. uh,
0: Yeah, I, I do have thoughts. I think what's interesting about the, we're going back to taking models and, former athletes and trying to make them stars again. I, obviously, there's the wrongheaded nature of you know, trying to build something from the ground up versus actually trying to take someone who wants to be a wrestler by trade and making them better what they already are. Uh, I, and obviously there's the sort of seeding of the territory to Aew, which yeah. I think is is probably strategically wrong headed. But, but to take the thought in a slightly different direction, I think the economics of this and the market value of this is really suspect too because you are taking these people who are athletes. You're going to pay them to train. And, and yes, what they get paid in the NXT system, and I assume this will only be more true in this new era where these people come in with really no market value as wrestlers, is going to be low. It'll probably be between like $40,000 and $50,000. You're still in a way overpaying these people because none of them are any good at wrestling. They're sort of not worth what you're paying them until they actually prove that they can be draws. Um, And then... You look at the history of WWE's ability to convert this type of template to successful wrestlers, and it's really patchy. The actual conversion rate on this model is fairly low, so I think they are going to be overpaying for people who are going to be underdrawing. And so I think beyond it being strategically the wrong move, because the marketplace of fans wants to see people like Adam Cole get pushed. They want to see people like, you know, five foot eight, not necessarily a body guy. They want to see someone like that held in high regard in the promotion, pushed at a high level. Um, and, you know, I, I they I, do. They, they do. Wrestling fans, the fans, fans, do. The do. fans Re- do.
2: Yes, but again, wrestling fans and WWE fans. WWE fans are there is a, divergence. a Venn diagram.
0: However, yeah. heretofore, over the last 20 years, WWE's formula for filling the house and paying the bills mm-hmm. has been yes, the WWE fans and also wrestling fans who still watch WWE namely because it's the only game in town. And and that they've had nothing to measure it up against. And AEW is a legitimate alternative promotion with enough on air television that if you want to do the AEW lifestyle between the online shows and dark and dark elevation um, and now rampage as well. In addition to of course, obviously dynamite every week, there's a lot of AEW. It can be your full week. It can be your full wrestling lifestyle. You have a legitimate alternative now and WWE. I think with this retool is not going to replenish the pool of WWE fans to compensate for the lost wrestling fans.
2: The thing that I find ironic about this is some of their most successful programs over the last, let's say decade are taking a guy that the wrestling fans like and purposely pitting them against the quote unquote WWE guys. And then they find out that, yeah, it's, it's the wrestling guy that's carrying this feud for the most part. That's the thing that always shocks them. It's like, wait, People want Daniel Bryan over (laughs) Batista and Randy Orton for the title. People like
0: CM Punk more than John Cena.
2: Yeah, huh? What? No, we're giving. No, we have we have to beat this out of them, and it's always a fight. And it's yeah, it's just it's always one of those things where it's like it's still an enjoyable program, but you can tell that the wrestling guy is the guy really carrying this feud versus the WWE product. You know, see. You know, for lack of a better, the fiend was interesting, but, you know, you'd have to rely on a guy like Rollins to carry him through the feud for the most part. It, it, it's, 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 it's just an interesting dichotomy, I think. So Brock Lesnar's back kids. And uh, if you didn't know, it was confirmed this is Dave Meltzer from the wrestling observer giving attribution where it is needed said that it was confirmed by those closest to the situation that it was literally a last-minute deal that was put together for a number of reasons, all in some form related to Fox, CM Punk showing up in AEW, and John Cena leaving. Noting Punk's positive relationship with Fox from the WWE backstage days, Meltzer said the network was upset at WWE for not making a big offer to Punk to keep him from going to AEW, and that politically, WWE... quote, felt the need to get Lesnar and Becky Lynch to SmackDown right away. Now, Brian Alvarez, this afternoon added a nice little piece of information that I didn't know. Uh, Fox didn't know that CM Punk was going to AEW and that he was going to debut in AEW. And it was a shock to them and they are pretty sore already at WWE because USA gives all this free advertising to that streaming service. Peacock which is owned by the same parent company fox isn't getting anything out of that and fox is trying to launch its own similar streaming service so now we have a very fox has always kind of been smacked around by wwe i mean we, we've been talking about this for i years. want to
0: know the TikTok of when fox found this out because it's not as though the cm punk thing has been the best kept secret in professional wrestling. So, when did Fox find this out? Because that tells us a little ah. bit too about how closely they're following things.
2: Ah, Chris, do you think that there are Fox Sports executives or Fox Network executives sitting around reading, reading body slam or fightful or figure four on a regular basis, or do you think it was because I don't. of all these, I don't. all these things like Forbes or whatever coming out with this with these but are basically promotional pay. I mean, they're not regular columnists, but you know, the type of articles where CM Punk is changing the wrestling landscape, blah, 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 blah. And they go, wait, what? We thought he was our guy. I'm sure somebody was on the phone pretty damn quick on, on Saturday morning (laughs) saying, Hey, Oh yes. Because
0: for, for an important piece of context uh, is that CM Punk's first return to wrestling since his hiatus was talking about wrestling nominally after on Fox. So at one point, there was ink between Fox and CM Punk, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure the executive at Fox thought that Well, it clearly could have been a possibility to get him back on Fox. If we had some sort of deal, maybe we could have gotten him back to WWE. Now, to that point, I think it also misunderstands CM Punk's position. So I think this reveals another failing on the Fox network. Like, they weren't abreast of the CM Punk situation. But, like, if they were aware of the actual Punk situation, he was not gettable. Like he was not going to come back from retirement to come back to WWE. No, that and, was all the, and all they saw
2: was all they saw was that first rating he spiked on F- FS1 that one time, and they just, like, what you you let this guy go? What are you talking about, type of thing?
0: Yeah, uh, I, in a weird way, I almost got to come in defense of WWE here. They had mm-hmm. no chance in getting CM yeah. Punk back. They like,
2: wait, Chris, you man, don't think they're you don't think they hey, you know what? Huh, huh, hey, 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 Phil, this is this is. This is Paul. You want you want a main event. Uh, you want main event uh, WrestleMania this year? Hey, come on, we can make that happen for you. All you gotta do is sign on the dotted line. Come on, come on. And, uh, like like Vincent Bruce are in the back. You know, just, just laughing. You know, waiting for. Come on, we can get him this time. Let's reel him in, reel uh, him I in, mean,
0: Paul. The contract that he would have to get would be like like it would be the most it'd be be like an mba contract contract. yeah an mba contract for wwe Ownership
2: of the company i want 15 percent of the company in order to come in i'm gonna vote all you bastards out that's what it would be oh well if you're watching on video chris kind of has the uh steve winwood valerie thing going for his video (laughs) Only a Steve Winwood guy here. Are you still with me on audio at least, Chris? Okay. Uh, next story. Castie Haynes of Bodyslam.net tonight dropping some news. Daniel Bryan, aka Bryan Danielson. I wrote that down wrong. That's my fault for transcribing his, his prisoner name. Bryan Danielson set to debut at All Out. He was originally scheduled to debut at Arthur Ashe Stadium, but moved up to keep the buzz from CM Punk going. Chris, this says one thing to me. This says to me, Adam Cole's debuting at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Oh. That's going to be the surprise there.
0: Oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I was thinking him debuting it All Out means angle. Like, it's not going to be CM Punk's speech. It's going to be Daniel Bryan comes out. It, he starts giving a yeah. speech, but this ends with some sort of angle to set up his first feud. Um, I think this is a smart move. I, I mean, I think you could have even made the argument for doing have a similar episode of rampage this week, just to keep rampage strong and really anchor down the brand. Um, If it were me, I would have probably done that versus have them coming out at at all out, but you know, I look, keep the momentum going. Absolutely. I I think they need to keep dropping big debuts as, as long as they can here for like the fall season. Like you obviously can't do a big debut every week. Right. But like right now, absolutely because every one of these big debuts is kind of landing like a punch in wwe's face yes. and they are panicking and they are making mistakes doing this so keep putting the pressure on them
2: my weird idea was that daniel Br- or daniel bryan i gotta stop calling him that the danielson comes out i almost called him dragon the comes
0: danielson out. i like the danielson the
2: danielson yes that, uh, that, that he comes out and he starts doing another heartfelt speech like punk, and then Adam Cole with no music or announcement just runs in and starts beating the crap out of him mid-speech. That would just freak people out on all levels. But
0: I want him to face off with Malachi Black. I want, okay. yeah, I, I think that, well, well, we'll get in when we talk about Dynamite, but I, I really think at this point Black needs to be paired against a can't-miss baby face, and with Paige out, out of the scene right now, I think Daniel Bryan's the right answer.
2: Well, good numbers all around for AEW this week. I mean, 1.129 for Rampage last week. They beat the Challenge, I believe, in the demo uh, this week, which is big for them because the Challenge is is a big-time type show. Uh, let's talk a little AEW as a uh, respite, if you will. Oh, yeah, we get into the real, big real WWE quickly, call. too,
0: on, on the Rampage numbers. I think the CM Punk internal number is even more impressive of yeah. 1.3 million. I mean, you look at that, it's just like, whoa
2: yeah Uh, seismic
0: shift uh this company aew needs to start moving more television through punk don't overexpose him but like he needs he once we get through this little darby thing he needs to start being a major plot point in every episode of dynamite
2: let's lazy river this thing and just start talking about different wrestling and then uh, i know we have an ad read somewhere in here and you can just interrupt and do it then uh this follow-up for punk I didn't like it. I know that we were trying to do like a little bit of a cool down because we have a pay-per-view in a week, but you have all this, all this buzz going in to, Hey, Punk's also going to be on this, on this dynamite. Now I'm not saying you open with him again, not saying that at all. They open with Matt Hardy and orange Cassidy. Now look to wrestling fans and to especially fans of ironic wrestling. Orange Cassidy's great. Matt Hardy is a known commodity. Is that the match that you would put on if you knew that you had a new wave of lapsed fans coming in to watch this program? To me, it's not. To me, you put on. To me, you put on Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus some versus a team. Maybe even I I actually
0: lead off with a cruiserweight match. I, I I go classic WCW. We're trying to get lapsed fans back in. I want high flying. I want crisp action. Maybe you have Ray Phoenix against name your other quality. Ah,
2: ah, but these are lapsed WWE fans who want to see punk. So, so the Matt Hardy part was smart. I got that part. I mean, it wasn't okay. And it wasn't a bad match. Don't get me wrong. It was a pretty good match, but it was kind of, it, it wasn't what I would put on to say, Hey, this is, this is the new kind of wrestling that, 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 you know, this is where, you know, all the guys that you, You know that you not all the guys that you used to like, but all the guys you know. If you don't like their presentation, come over to us, type of thing. Yeah, and I I just I think think Orange Cassidy is such
0: an inside joke sort of character that it, it is the wrong person to lead off with. Have Orange Cassidy somewhere in the show. You do need to introduce. The new fans to this guy, but I would almost have Orange Cassidy spotlighted as someone you know who's really Johnny Cool guy. Um, this match, it oddly enough with Cassidy, the matches are in a weird way like the least interesting part of the character, or the least resonant mm-hmm. part of the character. The vibe of the character is the whole selling point. And yes. Matt Hardy and the ha- Hardy family office angle stinks. Like like it's absolutely a replaceable heel faction
2: the thing is they're getting bigger they're they're like the largest faction in in aew because i think they just added penelope ford this week i think she's gonna now be a part of it so you have like three tag teams that are part of this it's just it's it just keeps growing but i like the matt character it was just the delete versus whenever the heck orange cassie's Sl- slacker type thing yeah Just, the the slack, it was a comedy I, I, match it was a it, comedy match for no, a while and,
0: and even okay again we're talking about Laps fans here uh, do these Laps fans well i guess they sort of know delete but like if they're Laps wwe fans they don't know delete, delete was not really yeah right no. delete was not right they never saw the final deletion like so i i mean it was it was the wrong foot to lead off with yeah so and, i completely agree with you
2: and to me it, it's like, like we have this we have all these fans coming in. Let's if if WW it'd be like leading off with Santino Morella to me. That that's what it felt like to me. Um Between Dynamite and Rampage, did they make the right decision on the tag team tournament?
0: Uh no. No. Uh I think that the mishandling of Jack Perry and the Jurassic Express stuff is really baffling. Uh I I, I mean I didn't like the tag tournament in the first place. I thought that the Jurassic Expression Just won the declare title. them,
2: just declare them. I mean, yeah. Get into that a little bit with SmackDown. But I you know, I I understand their thinking here. Their thinking here is that look, the Bucks and the Lucha brothers tear it down every time they're against each other. And what that's what we're going for is we're going for that for lack of a better term, PWG. Which I didn't get tickets to this time. Kind of upset. Uh <laughs> I was right there on time eight o'clock boom nope no more tickets like really anyway uh you know they they want the Meltzer five-star ratings for every match on this I think and I don't know I mean I understand that Luchasaurus is not he has a ceiling to him I get that I get that Jungle Boy is your star in the making I also get that the, the kind of the new Japan thinking of you go on a journey with this guy as he loses and he loses over the years. And then one day it all clicks for him. I just, I just think right now that they have so many guys that are coming and they have an embarrassment of riches out there that they can pull from. You got to start feeding us a little bit that you're going to be that. This is a guy that's going to be a future building block of your company. And I think, I think the tag team titles are important for him because he doesn't deserve the TNT title, even though people want him to see And Miro is just a fantastic, fantastic champion. He is, for my money, I said this. He, he's a guy who was kind of like Bailey last year. You don't notice how much he's improved because he was always kind of good, but he's gone from good to great. He nails it every single time on, on the promos now. You're not going to give him the big belt because that's going to be for your Omegas and your Danielsons and maybe Punk. I think Punk's kind of there. Punk's kind of there to be second billing from here on out for the most part and and i think he knows that i think he's good with to i mean hangman you still have you still have to coronate hangman at some point I think. yeah but
0: he's gonna be i think he's gonna be out for a minute here but like yeah he is yeah yeah so i i agree with you the tag team titles are a perfect vehicle for jack perry he needs he needed to win now and i i think that in the tag team titles what the perfect story here is is jack perry actually carries luchasaurus you you know you, 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 Yes, Luchasaurus is the big guy. Yeah. He has his good spots. But you need to show Jack Perry is the future breakout star because, yeah, Luchasaurus is good and certainly good in the presentation, the way mm-hmm. they present him. But Jack Perry is the guy who wins the matches. Jack Perry is the guy who comes to the rescue of Luchasaurus. Yes. Jack Perry is the hot tag. Yeah. That is how you do this. If you want to set him up to be someone who can go for the big belt at some point in two or three years.
2: Yeah. You had to, you had to transition him from being Ricky Morton <laughs> in those opening minutes of, of a tag and getting the, uh, you know, getting, getting the sympathy type of thing. Um, you know, I'm just kind of going around here on, on AEW. I don't have a lot of heavy thoughts. I thought both shows were pretty fantastic. I loved Giannis and a however you say his last name, marking out in the front row of rampage tonight, that, that, that natural energy. He may have been playing it up a little. Don't get me wrong, but he is to me a lot of that was genuine. That was a better reaction and got me more hyper wrestling than anything on SmackDown tonight. I loved that, and I think it makes yo no cool.
0: great great star power. I agree. It makes wrestling cool. It's more synergy between TNT, the NBA, and W or uh, and AEW, uh, which is good. And having that relationship with. The NBA goes back to making wrestling cool. The fact that like AEW does have access to all these cool basketball stars are not necessarily going to hop into the ring, but they do from time to time. And they might make an appearance on an AEW broadcast, either in the audience or maybe on commentary like that. And when basketball season comes back, you'll Mm -hmm. have even more of that synergy. That does help. To make AEW cool and relevant, um, I completely agree. I and that... you have
2: you have crossover potential still with the aid with the NBA on TNT. I mean, you
0: know. yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like the AEW guys can also show up in the studio doing TNT bits and that sort of thing, and they probably will.
2: Everybody except Jericho. I'm i forbidding Chris Jericho from being in any any broadcast bits, anything like that. I, I oh my goodness, <laughs> they go. <laughs> If I lose this Dude, match, his, I have to, his go to commentary. Delivery. No, no. no. I, I
0: don't. I no. I have never been cheering so hard. You, last week, I'm like, I can't cheer for Chris Jericho. This week, he's like, if I lose the match, I'm going to commentary. I'm like, oh no! good god, oh Chris, my god, you gotta no. win. You gotta win, man. Please, please, because he's horrible. At he's he's gotten worse. Like like it, it's the way he punches yes. words in the middle of sentences, and like it it. Even on a broadcast TV, even if you've got the compressor on the TV, it will still push into the headroom of the compressor because Jericho likes to punch right in the middle of a sentence like that. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's so annoying.
2: Yeah, and where he's making a point, he's really trying to force it in within like two seconds, like and it just just micro stunts, little pest. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> God, I got a Rupert Jericho on Labor Day. We'll have a uh, preview of that. Any other AEW hits you want to get? I am uh...
0: absolutely. Um, I I like. I actually really like the varsity blondes. I think they're they're coming together nicely. Um, I think Julia
2: Julia Hart brings that team together and makes them something. I think totally. I totally agree. There's just like
0: there's there's a vibe with that team. I'm I'm like really hopeful about them. Um, I do need to talk about Britt Baker because I think I think the way that they are handling everything in the women's division right now is an absolute mess. Uh, They (laughs) no Pittsburgh. I agree. Pittsburgh screwed everything up. and, and, and and everything is playing out exactly as we. said it would after the Pittsburgh show now yes it is great that Britt Baker has a strong resonance with this fan base we've went on the journey she's now a baby face and we and she should have completed that transformation in Pittsburgh um I would have belted red velvet because I just think that like now Pitts Brit has achieved something else, which is fan connection. So she doesn't need the belt and the injustice will make us connect with her even more red velvet. It, and this is the other part of it and why it matters. She was getting booed out of the building in Pittsburgh. And although I know I was told she's a re that that was just a regional thing. It turns out that the rest of the country has not gotten that message <laughs> and red velvet is now getting booed everywhere. Yeah. Including during this match against Britt Baker's illy casted heavy. Not that uh, Jamie hater is bad. She looks great. She's come back and she looks sharp and all of that, but brit Baker, newly transformed baby phase with her kind of hapless boob sidekick rebel, did not need a heavy. Britt Baker, like like because the whole gimmick here is that the heavy is gonna turn on Britt Baker. We're already a little bit ahead on the story, too, right? And the problem with that is that when Dr. Frankenstein's monster, who's not called Frankenstein, that's a mistake that people make all the time, it's Dr. Frankenstein's monster. When Dr. Frankenstein's the monster, yes. the monster when the monster turns on Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, in in this story jeff is a heel with no foresight which is not a sympathetic figure which is the exact wrong casting for Britt baker did i mention that red velvet is getting booed out of the building that they were cheering for jamie hayter during this match against red velvet which oh by the way red velvet lost in short order without much of competitive fanfare and with the crowd having fully turned against red velvet this is an absolute mess and while AEW has done some things very right in recent weeks and the ratings reflect it, the way they are handling this women's division right now, by any objective measure is an absolute mess.
2: I more or less agree. I, uh, watching the Tay Conti bunny match tonight. That was also, uh, it's not firing on all cylinders. Let's put it that way. Um, Penelope
0: Ford and the bunny as a pairing uh, visually works really well. I, it's to so, it's, it's set just up fine. for
2: Anna Jay coming back to, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, we'll see how everybody works together, but uh, you know, I'm fine with the story and going along with it. Uh, two stories of interest to my personal fandom. Uh, I am, I hope that this cash Wheeler thing is a work. I really do. Uh, my brother, my brother ha- broke his arm as a young child falling off a three meter board and they set it wrong. And then he went to a doctor and they said, Hey, we can try this thing, but it's going to be risky. And they set it. And the nerve endings never grew back the right way. And so he, he, he lives with a kind of adult pain, like your, your arms asleep at all times. That's, how, I mean, that's his arm. I'm hoping that this is just, Hey, we're working this, this, injury for little false sympathy and it's going to turn out, he's going to be okay. But if this is truly their last match because he can't go full time because he's worried about the hand, uh, it's been a hell of a run for FDR. They are my favorite tag team. I've, I've said this over and over again.
0: It's um, a shame that the AEW run has not been more. Right. If this is, if this is really, if this is really the end. Um, Yeah, no, when, when they did that, I, I hoping That it is false sympathy, but uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but on on my guitar hand here, um, years ago, about ten years ago, I had uh, there's I was cleaning stuff and a piece of glass broke and sliced open this finger bad, Um, and and it was a mess, and I have nerve damage in it, and to this day, like this side of my finger is like I don't feel it, Um, and it actually took me a long time to sort of adjust to not feeling and like I mean at this point I'm a better player than I was back then obviously so like I got over it but like I still have full feeling so nerve damage can be very real and hard to fix and tricky um and if if that is the case god I, I really feel for the man
2: yeah Chris when I stick my middle finger at you I don't feel it either
0: uh, look, dude, I've done it so many times with you it's it's absolutely painless for me. All right, you know what, Hawkins? You know what Hawkins? It's time for you to say goodbye and it is time for me to say hello Fresh. That is right. This week's sponsor to shake them ropes is Hello Fresh. With Hello Fresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and, I'm just going to say like Jericho, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. All right, so guys, fall is busy. I don't have kids, but maybe you do. Um, And uh, look, the commuting, you might be going back to the office. Maybe you got school board meetings. With HelloFresh, you can save time that you would otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping. So you can get back to what matters, which is the 20 hours of wrestling that is on every week. So with HelloFresh, the food's coming right to your door. Hello Fresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for the back-to-school season with easy and delicious recipes for drama-free dinners. Lord knows, I hate a drama-filled dinner. Well, I don't know. Uh, 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 drama-filled dinners can be all right. Here's the more important thing, though. Every so often when you're cooking, I like to cook a lot. Cooking by your own hand can sometimes get a little bit boring. And what's great about a service like HelloFresh is that they have over 50 different menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian meals, calorie-smart choices, extra-special gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes that are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. So, I mean, for me... HelloFresh I think is is a good deal and if you're interested in doing HelloFresh you're going to go to hellofresh.com/vow14 and you're going to use the code VOW14 the 14 refers to up to 14 free meals including free shipping so again you're going to go to hellofresh.com/vow14 that's vow 14 and you're going to use the code VOW14 there. Hello Fresh, America's number one meal kit. You say goodbye and I say hello
2: fresh. Ah, <laughs> oh, not not yeah. Good job on that. Well, we'll get you some more ad reads to run. The, give the we gave the people what they wanted because they were tired of me reading them
0: uh the last that's just a c major scale that is not in relation to any song that has ever been written or will ever be written
2: (laughs) mccartney's lawyers coming
0: to break break your legs you cannot own straight eighth notes in a c major scale
2: (laughs) uh brock anderson the other brock some might say the lesser brock i needed more I needed more murder death from, I from abs- Malachi
0: Black. Oh, from Malachi Black. Interesting. I needed more from Brock Anderson. I thought that he, I mean, look, he obviously shouldn't have won the match, but right. I think that we needed more of a story. We needed more drama. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought that this was too. Once I look, Brock Anderson needed to have. I'm fighting for my father. You yes. attacked my father, and, and I'm ba-. that kind yeah. of energy. Yeah, and, and and it should have at least. <sighs> put Malachi Black into a regroup mode. And then Malachi Black should have absolutely overcame it. Shoddy Lee Johnson showing up too lands flat for me. I think where we're going with this is that Shoddy Lee has a slightly more competitive match than Brock. And that's sort of the problem for me. I'd rather have Malachi take out Shoddy Lee and then Brock has a more competitive match than Shoddy Lee because he's fighting with this chip on the shoulder of avenging his family versus the way we're getting this story. So just a little flat for I me. I
2: needed Arn and more peril. I needed Brock to be... I, I wanted the entire action movie. This is where I, quote unquote, kill your son in front of you type of energy. I needed. I needed this to really just hit home, and it it didn't for me. It, I mean, another and to end problem, the show though, like this. Yeah.
0: Another problem is that the fans were not behind Brock. No. Um, for for as strong and aren't supposed to be a character with strong resonance for this fan base. The Horsemen are supposed to be respected. I'm like Brock has a dope theme song. I really Brock on his way to the ring, like, yes, he should have lost, but, like, this match should have been a vehicle for the fans to really latch onto this guy and want this guy to win, even though they knew and they know he shouldn't win and isn't going to win. This should have been the first portal for us, especially on this, like, debut of, like, new fans coming in everything, to latch onto this guy and go, like, I'm I'm here for this guy. I like this guy. Um and, and the match didn't really offer that opportunity, and worse still, and this is kinda like the Britt Baker thing, we're now got this like cool heel thing going on with Malachi Black, and this is why I say that Daniel Bryan's debut needs to be interrupted by Malachi Black, and that that's the feud that needs to happen, because we need to hate Malachi Black, and I think the only way we're going to hate Malachi Black is if he is going up against a CM Punk, if he is going up against a Daniel Bryan, and that's unfortunately where this black character needs to be slot. I say unfortunate because he's supposed to be a heel. And at this point he's at, like, he's on the verge of being turned and yeah. they're not trying to turn him.
2: Yeah. It's, it's almost as if everybody just wants to root against anybody having to do with the Rhodes family. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little disconcerting to be honest with you. I, I don't understand the bad blood with them, I, I, but nevertheless, as we move on, to the uh, to the E. SummerSlam, the now number three pay per view in the lexicon of WWE used to be number two, dropped to number three. Possibly, so it's WrestleMania, number- Crown Jewel, and then SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, you know it might be number four now. Come to think of it, because it might be Money in the Bank might be more important now than SummerSlam, but it's you know it's 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 WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. And then the quote unquote summer, summer WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Chris, we need to talk about this Bianca Belair Becky Lynch thing. We have to. I it it baffled me. It absolutely baffled me. Let let's. I let am it. so glad you brought this <laughs> up, Jeff. Here's the thing, Chris. Who Chris? Who is that? Because not oh, everybody's. No, watching. I, I know. I know. I in an audio look,
0: form. Here here's the thing, Kenny. You were, at best, a 5 out of 10 gag last week. I'm not really sure why you're back. I still have things to say. Okay. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> we need to see where
2: this thing goes. No, don't you <laughs> dare say Jesse, that. wait. Yeah, here's the thing. They're telling a story canny are are we here to let things play out or are we here to? we just, just play- have to let oh. this play out oh. we have oh. to trust the storytelling no. we don't there- have all of it yet look you are one week old and and yes we are beating this dead horse into glue you don't know you've never watched it play out before canny you are a child you're a damn child you're, you're a fraud <laughs> no your daddy doesn't love you wait hold on i'm projecting anyways Uh, look i'm I'm yelling at a can Uh, look 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 you call buying into the bit way too much hawkins no you can't let it play out because it's never played out well before ever 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 look okay number one let, let's think about this. Sasha Banks, we don't know what's up with her. The fact that they knew going in to this event and they still played the video package anyways is, to quote the movie Dragnet, underrated film, balls as big as church bells. To do that and then to poll, we're going to bring Carmella out to fight Bianca. And then it was Becky Lynch. All right. From and, our... and then
0: Becky Lynch. Beats Bianca in 26, in 26 seconds. seconds.
2: 26 seconds. And and apparently she's a heel. Which we will quote our sources from WWE. About 50% of the bad ideas are Vince's, and then the other half are talent pitching something and letting him run with it. Apparently, this is Becky's idea because she hates money. Um <laughs> she never got the full run with the full crowds really as the top top person because covid and then pregnancy cut her off well and i get that it's more fun to be a heel in the wwe because but you're not not a moron
0: becky's idea Becky has to be aware what she is doing to the performer who is Bianca Belair right yes. now, which is absolutely 100% kneecapping her. And Becky has been in this company and in this system and is familiar enough with these booking patterns. Canny is only a week old. Canny doesn't get it yet, but like we have seen. Canny's
2: adopted. And <laughs>
0: it's real. Bad. I don't love Canny. I don't love him. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I'm just going to say it. Like you, you can't, you can't love all your children. I I don't love Candy, um. Yeah, but beyond that, um, Becky knows what she's doing to Bianca here. So hearing that makes me really begin to question malice because it's so hard for me to believe no. ignorance.
2: No, I'm I'm not gonna go there. I think that I really, she...
0: you really think Becky is not aware that what she's doing is sabotaging Bianca's push.
2: No, because I think she's going to, she thinks that she's smart enough to figure out a way to work with Vince to make Bianca look good after this. I, I do think, I don't think there's malice in Becky because this was kind of a thrown together thing. She wasn't supposed to be here at this time either. And you remember she was originally penciled to be Bailey's opponent at, uh, at WrestleMania. She still may not be physically cleared to go. And that might be, I mean, she could do like one or two moves or whatever, but here is, here's the most baffling thing about this because WWE has booked baby faces so poorly. And Vince has pushed characteristics on baby faces of being absolute jerks for the last 25 years. That in order to do this, she has to be so vile and do something so evil to Bianca that this crowd would have turned on her. What she ended up doing was something in the vein of Stone Cold Steve Austin, don't trust anybody, or The Rock, or the RKO out of nowhere, where people are going to cheer that kind of dumb thing. Now, here's the other thing. You don't do this at the number three pay-per-view in your canon with a big full stadium, your big first big full stadium of of the year to your up and coming rising star who got all this great publicity off of WrestleMania and how historic it was, etc. This is where you have the big match and she loses and maybe she loses by Becky cheating or Becky doing something vile to her. This is not where you start the story by beating her in 26 seconds to the cheers of everybody in that stadium who loved every minute because they got to see Becky Lynch as she won the tile. This to me screams cooling off Bianca Belair. And to prove that canny, I let it play out until Friday. And how did they start this? They started this with Becky taking a powder from having the big match and having Bianca basically have to beat people. She already beat. And not only that
0: Bianca looked very strong in going over multiple
2: competitors. Just like Carrion Cross. Let's (laughs) let's let's talk about that for a second, Canny, Because as soon as Bianca got the one, two, three, it was one, two, three. What a showing for Liv Morgan. That was the commentary. I could not my jaw dropped. I, what, who are they trying to get over here?
0: It, Liv Morgan was the focus of commentary throughout the match. Yes. Like Even Kevin Owens is like, well, you'd be underestimating Liv Morgan. Oh, well, she's like losing
2: the, here. we got to build up Yes, the story
0: was Liv Morgan, no. it, it looks good in defeat when, I, I mean, again, if this is, let's see where this goes. Are you sure? No, shut up, Kenny. Uh, if we're talking about let's see where this goes, uh, what should have happened tonight is Bianca should have came out and just been putting Becky Lynch in a corner and talking about for all your bravado, for all you're talking about the man and respect and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You don't actually have any and you you want respect. It needs to be earned. Uh, I mean, I also would have done the match differently, right? Like if Becky's going to come out and win that title at SummerSlam, um, she needs to come out and basically, like, nakedly cheat on Bianca. And then Bianca needs to actually be getting the upper hand on Becky in their match until Becky cheats yet again to win the match. Like, Becky should not be winning, should not have been competitive throughout the match and won basically by a fluke. Coming out there tonight, acting like she's the man, like she really did something when she won by a cheating fluke. And Bianca is there, the wronged individual. Mad as hell. Mad, Mad as hell.
2: Smiling coming out, not doing any of their.
0: And Becky is visibly scared of her. Yes. And Becky for all of her talk about being the man, her tune changes immediately when Bianca is out there and Becky is scared. But instead, the goober squad comes out and stands in the Uber ring and they have their little squabble squad moment and and Bianca is standing between the squabble squad and Becky Lynch the champion as that in-between figure. Um and then and then Bianca has to go and sit with the kids table. She doesn't go she, you know, Bianca's like literally saying to Becky like let's get our own adults table. Becky He's like, nah, I don't want an adult's table with you. And Bianca's like, okay, I'm going to go and sit at the kid's table with the Squabble Squad. At least we get sippy cups.
2: You know, Becky was the most beloved baby face on this roster when she left. I, I just, the, the absolute baffling decision, be it Becky and be it not Vince saying, are you crazy? Do you know how much money I'm going to make with your return? To swim against that tide, Chris. I just I I don't I don't understand it. I, I it's not just the financial the aspect. The most of it.
0: likely outcome of this is that Becky People gets turned cheer. faced. Yes, Becky gets turned face by the crowd, and Bianca is deep pushed and maybe turns heel within the weeks. Maybe turns heel. And yep. she's
2: a natural and she's a good heel. Don't get me wrong. She's I think a good Bianca's heel She's a fantastic heel because she has the ponytail, she can cheat. You know, she has the. But, but the whole point of
0: turning her heel would be to put her on her journey to turn her face to make her champion because people would want to see her champion, which they already did. We did. And they already kind of do.
2: We did nothing with the goodwill of Bianca after Mania. And we're doing nothing with the goodwill for, for Becky coming back.
0: And, and there is a non negligible contingent of fans who are mad at Becky and not in the heel aspect, but in the. Like, we are upset that Bianca has been de pushed, sort of aspect. Yes. And so, I, like, I, I this just an unbelievable mistake, uh, in this women's division.
2: This SummerSlam overall just set this women's division back two years to me because then you get it to the other side of the equation. Charlotte Flair is our champ again. Charlotte Flair cut your basic Charlotte Flair promo on Raw. I respect the hell out of her athleticism. This character is dreadful. This character is bad, and it's not because I'm annoyed by her on the, on the promos. It's because every promo is the same, and it never says anything. It never goes with it. I could not believe the ending to this match, the ending to this triple threat match. Number one, Rhea Ripley, just out there to basically catch people. That's all she was out there for. But Nikki Cross, Nikki A-S-H, whatever you want to call her, At the end, she's making her big comeback. She goes up to the top rope, and Charlotte Flair just olays her out of the way, puts on the figure eight tap out. This is what you did with your Money in the Bank. This was your big plan for your Money in the Bank briefcase to, quote-unquote, make a new star, was you made this superhero look like an absolute geek when the person she was attacking just stepped out of the way while she flew onto the mat, puts on her puts on the submission move. One, well, let's two. Let's see yeah. where it goes. You can kiss you, you, my you, ass, Canny. I, I will. I, I find boy. her to be inspirational. Oh well, let's talk about. The, hey, we did see where it went. Let's. Where did it go on Monday, Canny? It went with a can they get along tag team with Rhea Ripley. Are you, it, are you ready for the it, that It's a, RK
0: Sis with, with uh <laughs> Rhea Ripley being the cool character and Nikki ASH being the dopus.
2: Yes, they're running the same angle twice on the same show. I, I can't, Chris. I it just this this raw I watch in silence sometimes because I can tell what's going on, and I'm just like, I don't even need to hear them try and sell this to me. It's just just absolutely ridiculous uh, we're, the, we're
0: getting very close to me doing what i did sometimes when i had to watch lucha underground and a certain commentator uh was just driving me insane which is i might just invoke black sabbath rule here and put like music on while i watch the wrestling and no longer force myself to suffer through the commentary it's, it's not it's not worth it
2: the only other match even worth commenting on to me i mean look it, it was a there was a after, after that Bianca Belair match, there was a dead period of about an hour on this pay-per-view where, you know, Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre, and don't get me wrong, Jinder Mahal over-delivered for Jinder Mahal, but it was still just like, I mean, this crowd wasn't into it, whatever. I liked Roman Reigns and John Cena. I did. I thought it was a pretty good match. God bless Cena. He's, he saved his hairline, but he hasn't saved, he hasn't saved the back door just yet. Uh, that's all I was saying uh, during this match. But uh, I th- that was cracking. That was cracking me up. Is he's like he, he did? Work, he has had but- Rick the Model Martel thing going right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He, uh- uh,
0: no. Um. But so. But beyond that, no. Like talking about the match, dude. Cena for a guy. I bought in.
2: I bought bro, in. Cena winning He
0: was. Thing. He was good in this match, though. Like the work was high level stuff for John Cena, a guy who is a part timer. Um. That being said the fact that he is not going to be there anymore and the promos that he did that actually did mention CM Punk and stuff the kind of the vacuum left by cena i think is bigger than the benefit that cena brought to that title picture mm-hmm. which only i think got further muddied by Brock Lesnar who it will be interesting to see if Brock really has staying power with these fans. I think he's miscast here. I think Brock. Are we? Hold
2: on. Are we? Uh, that's my question because he comes in there and he, he. I mean, they didn't show this on the pay per view, but they showed this on SmackDown tonight. He goes in there, he starts suplexing John Cena all over the place. Now you can say, well, that's a callback to whatever, but is he gonna be kissing baby, high fiving, taking photos, doing make a wish appearance? happy babyface Brock or is this going to be stone cold Brock Lesnar where you know he's kind of a heel and although he's not gonna be around that much because it looks like looks like he's on the Brock Lesnar schedule which I assume means waiting for Saudi Arabia while we while we get rid of Prince uh, Finn Balor you know and for the meantime but is he is he straight on babyface or is he going to be like just he's going to be Brock but he's just going to be put up against Roman
0: yeah, I think he's just gonna be Brock and yeah. put up against Roman. I do think they probably put the belt on him at some point, uh, but maybe not in this feud. I, I don't, you know, maybe they do something at Mania. Maybe they're setting up a Lesnar Lashley sort of thing at some point. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this, this was a mistake to me. I, I mean, look, they, you know, you mentioned them calling in Brock. I said last week before I knew that Brock was coming back that. I didn't necessarily think he was going to be the needle mover he was four or five years ago. I I think that Brock is more than Goldberg, but if you want to think about Brock's value at this point to the company and to a wrestling organization going forward, it's like a super Goldberg. It's like a guy who can come in, have a really dominant and fun to watch five to seven minute match. You put him on a streak and then you have your baby face of the future that you want to build beat Brock Lesnar. And that's really the one story Brock's got left to tell, especially with this limited schedule.
2: That's the one story they never tell, though, because remember, when Brock broke the streak, he was supposed to lose to Roman. Didn't. You know, the, you know the, every time they get the, okay, here's the new baby face. Who's going to beat Brock or whatever. They always have Brock kill him. See Kingston comma Kofi. You know, it, it's just, it's, there's no, there's no baby face. That's ever going to kill Brock other than a guy who's six foot nine, 275 pounds, like a Drew McIntyre or whatever. So, you know, and well, well now that Brock Lesnar's
0: back in WWE Kofi kicks, you can have the rematch and get his heat
2: back. Yeah, uh, Xavier Woods says, hello, he beat the champ, still hasn't gotten a title match yet. Yeah, no, the Goldberg match was garbage. It was just such a stupid plan to do that. Ending. The,
0: the, the, no, the, the finish to the Goldberg match got progressively dumber. as. The, like, yes. So the idea of Bill Goldberg getting a leg injury and we see vulnerability in the now 55-year-old Goldberg Who has arms and legs and elbows and knees just like everyone else and they age just like everyone else's that part of the story clever plus thumbs up Chris likes that part of the story where this match fell the hell apart is how they ended the match which was by referee stoppage. If you're going to have him not be mobile anymore, just have him not be able to answer a 10 count because he's so busy outside of the ring. Having this end with ref stoppage made him look too vulnerable. Ooh,
2: ow, my knee. Uh, ooh. <laughs> oh,
0: also, then we get to the MVP in Goldberg spot, the pivotal oh, spot with Lord. the came, which looked, I mean, God, it was uh, Raider Wolfcastle a uh, Radioactive Man trying to sell something. Yeah, yeah, like... <laughs>
2: Al Servic and Caddyshack. Oh, my yeah. arm.
0: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh! oh! <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I mean, add to that, like, the selling was okay. I like the spots outside of the ring with the fireman's carries and the knee into the post. Yeah. Those are cool. But then you get to the Gage Goldberg spot at the end of the <gasps> match, which was ridiculous. If anything, this needed to be, you know, Luke Skywalker after seeing Aunt, Aunt, or Uncle Owen in Aunt Beru's place destroyed and knowing that Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru were are dead and, like, looking at all this stuff and he's, like, mad and vengeful. Instead... We skip all of those beats. We don't even see the he's mad, vengeful, tear-soaked. He jumps into the ring and then gets sunned by Bobby Lashley. Um, so and now we're I guess we're building to
2: stupid babyface syndrome. Stupid, and then MVP
0: at the end grabs the microphone and does stupid heel syndrome Mm -hmm. where he's like, "Oh God, oh God, I can't believe we did that to a kid." The guy jumped the jumped the barricade like the you know like like. Theoretically, Lashley is 100% the right. He doesn't know who's jumping him from behind. So Lashley throws off this guy who jumped him from behind, who shouldn't be in the situation in the first place, and it turns out to be this kid who's dumb. So it's stupid babyface syndrome. Then it's stupid, whiny, scared heel syndrome from MVP and Bobby Lashley. This whole thing stunk. I like I did not like this at all.
2: Yeah, and uh, just to wrap up SummerSlam, Edge and Seth Rollins move the needle for you at all? Because I just kind of watched it and went, eh, okay.
0: I respect the performance. Yes. But move the needle. No. No.
2: So the next night we can now wrap up with our NXT slash NXT UK talk here. We had takeover. You tell you I had a good week this week. NXT UK, the neighborhood, whatever you want to call it. We get clowned on by being one of the only shows to review this week to week. You all
0: sleep on this quality, quality promotion that turns in really good let me, matches let me, on regular let me, basis. let me
2: talk a little bit because they all kind of go together. Valter and Ilya Dragunov, manly, manly match. Ilya Dragunov's chest looked like hamburger at the end. Gave a nice promo at the end. I loved this match. I adored this match. This was hosed me.
0: I, I mean, match of the year. Like at this point, it's the yes. match of the year measuring stick for me. Um, it's it's really hard to kind of think of another match that kind of supplants the level of work that I saw in this match. It was fantastic. It was. I mean, and, I and do not do to get five it stars trip, but like, dude, it was like a five star. I'll one.
2: circle back to it in a second. But on NXT UK, I'll even give a little bit of an honorable mention to Jenny and Eva Valkyrie. In their little hardcore match. Not the greatest match in the world, but man, they beat the crap out of each other. And then Joe Coffee and Rampage Brown did some manly, manly men, bad men doing bad things to each other. I uh, adored and, this.
0: And, and just to circle back real quickly, I thought that Joseph Connors for his part did a fantastic job screaming various phrases from the cage.
2: Canny and Joseph Connor can go both go to the same place. And that is hell. Uh, <laughs> no, Walter and Ilya it, it, again, just sublime, just absolutely. I watched this match, and it was everything I wanted it to be. Ilya's, Ilya has this thing, and I'm sure it's because he's just getting the crap beat out of his chest. But when the eyes start watering, and he's becoming the 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 fiery baby face, it makes it so much more emotional. Like he's in a real fight here because he's in so much pain. Ilya, we've said it here over the years, he has that tendency to get a little histrionic in his in his fire ups and his and his comebacks and his when he sports entertainments it up. But I thought he was great here. And Valter is Volter, man. He is just the man. I, I love this guy.
0: I loved at the end of the match the like he's in near tears, or he is in tears and just covering his face on the ground it was fantastic
2: standing and then standing over Walter with the belt like David and Goliath which of course running joke here on shake them ruffs Vince Vince believes that was poorly booked I love (laughs) I love dude
0: like yeah I I mean it clearly like it's a classic story and when you tell this story well it rules and when you have a great giant and a great believable underdog who is finally 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 getting over the hurdle I mean This is incredible long-term storytelling and it's a rare example in WWE of a long-term story being told and being told. Through the portal of not one, but two classic matches. Because Walter Ilya 1 is just as essential watching as Walter Ilya 2. Like, you can watch them both back-to-back, watch that package, go on this journey. Ilya has the breakdown. Like They used NXT UK very nicely to tell Mm -hmm. various Ilya stories through this last year here. Um, I mean, dude, this has been a very, very rewarding journey. And it is despite this company and by the very virtue of the fact that this little promotion NXT UK is not being featured as a revenue driver at this point. So it's being left to be booked in a way that most human beings would recognize who watch wrestling as a coherent wrestling promotion.
2: Rest of the card wasn't too bad either. I didn't think I, you know, I, I put this up there in almost the top of the second tier of takeovers, maybe low first, I, it won't, you know, it, it wasn't something that I was calling all my friends to go watch, but every match here on this card was solid. Uh, this was
0: a good, like farewell to NXT. Yeah. Cause it feels like, like this thing's going to really change. And we're not going to be, when, getting when you watch like Tuesday,
2: it felt like a farewell because I mean, but we like Ridge Holland. He, he murdered death Trey Baxter on the pre-show minute 45. These are the guys we are going to be looking for Ridge Holland and, uh, Odyssey, you know, Odyssey Jones, not winning the, uh, the futures contract surprised me, but I also just think they're going to, they're going to use this dumb contract. (laughs) I want to challenge Kushida. You're an idiot. What are you doing? Get out of here. Uh, just starting from the beginning, Cameron Grimes and LA Knight good for what it was. I, you know, I'm not the biggest LA Knight fan, he played his part here and he did quite well. And he was taking some bumps there that were pretty good, but you know, it was the story match and he got where it wanted to be.
0: Yeah. You know, the Ted DiBiase is another rare example of good long form booking for a WWE product where I DiBiase arrived. They did a bunch of vignettes with DiBiase. Um, Cameron Grimes sort of, completed his baby face transformation with the help of Ted DiBiase. I, I like the interesting, I, I didn't know if it was going to get off the ground, but I think they've managed to get the million dollar belt to be something that like actually works as a baby face character, like trait, which is interesting. And I think Cameron Grimes is going to be really well connected with fans Inside of WWE and outside of WWE for the rest of his career here. So I think actually, like all things being equal, this is a good push for Cameron Grimes. It, however, this plays out in the medium
2: term. Raquel Gonzalez retained against Dakota Kai. This match to me was all Dakota Kai carrying Raquel quite a bit. She is yeah, a yeah, great, yeah. Ra- but she is a great ragdoll. And I, I, I was hoping she'd win. I understand why they don't. I understand what they're doing here. Makes me a little fearful for Kaylee Ray because Kaylee Ray, you need some time, and then you realize what a just a force of nature she is on the stick, uh, underneath the, (laughs) underneath the deep Scottish brogue. Yeah, you you get
0: those extra syllables, but when you edit those out, man, there's a hell of a promo in there. Yeah,
2: she is. She's really great, Uh, and I hope that she can bring it here in a feud against Raquel because Raquel, the problem with Raquel is she's so big and she's so tall, but she doesn't. Her anger on the microphone no, the, just comes The other off problem fake. with
0: Raquel is that they are so non-committal as to is she a babyface character yes. or a heel character yes. or a tweener character. And Kaylee Ray, yeah, she's presented as a heel, but there's like the fact that she's undersized and she's got swagger and she's got accomplishment and stuff sort of actually at this point is summing up to make her kind of a natural babyface. And I worry that... Well, I don't worry because I don't really have concern, but like I tend to think that Kaylee Ray will be received as sort of the nominal baby face in this feud. I am um, in the same way that Dakota Kai, people were rooting for her. Because Raquel's not a strong baby face and, and, and why she, it, or I guess another way of saying this is she is a strong baby face, a too strong baby face going up against an undersized heel figure and people, uh, I know Vince thinks that David and Goliath was booked wrongly but people seem to have a resonance with this story for some reason. It seems to connect with people. And people were rooting for Dakota Kai against for Kel Gonzalez, and I think that's going to actually probably only ramp up with Kaylee Ray.
2: Ilya and Walter, we talked about just 22 minutes of Wagyu steak, uh, just prime rib, whatever whatever your meat of choice is, the, the, whatever you like. It was the best high quality you can get. It just hose me, hose me. I watched that thing three times over the weekend. <laughs> because I, I i mean over the week I, I loved that match so much so much so that almost overshadowed kyle o'reilly and maybe adam Cole's swan song in nxt i i found at least the third fall anticlimactic as hell i i did i i, I thought the match was fine street fights in nxt with very good technical wrestlers are a problem Because to me, it's more they are concentrating on spots where you can do a move with like a chair as opposed to really trying to beat up a guy with a weapon or do a street fight type thing. And it takes me out of the match, quite frankly.
0: This is kind of like the MJF Jericho thing. It's just, or Gargano and Ciampa. It just has overstayed its welcome every move that these guys could do to each other, I feel like they've done to each other. And so I went into this match with like an interest level of near zero and I didn't leave this match going, God, give me more of this. I, I, I was, I left this match relieved that it was over. And that's like, I, I, I agree. I, it's just a mistake to ever let any act or any booking or any program go to the point where the only kind of realistic outcome for the audience viewer is like thank god this movie's over god i can finally go to the bathroom and watch the credits or whatever
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know what we do with kyle at this point i really don't I are you trying worried. to tell me he's not cool he is, he is he's cooled off kyle and yeah and yeah after watching we'll get a little bit into nxt after i finish this but after watching the after watching the diamond mine <laughs> at diamond mine was was all about hey here are your replacements. Go train them. <laughs> type of move. But to end the night, Samoa Joe is now your NXT champion after beating a very game to me, Carrion Cross. At least in the match, Carrion Cross can now go run off and wear <laughs> demolition gear that Scarlet covered. Because I, gonna- I,
0: I, I mean, goodness okay. gracious, good lord! Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, Karrion Cross really uh, lit the world on fire Eek. on that Raw debut. I, I know. Like the Dorcas, the biggest Dorcas in the world. I, someone else, I can't take credit for this, but someone else posted a clip from or an image from WCW versus NWO Revenge, which yeah. I have the cartridge downstairs and I played it. And no, he looks like the Executioner, which was like sort of a creator wrestler that uh, the THQ people made on the cartridge. Like that, you know, the Executioner is not even a real wrestler. So, like, the, the joke here and the the joke is unfortunately really true is that cross at this point is relegated to create a wrestler status when the whole draw of this guy the whole reason he might connect with fans is he's supposed to have a cool entrance during which we the fans are supposed to process him and think about him as whoa this dude is cool like think Alistair Black maybe you've heard of him um carry and cross I thought is he was not
2: vampire Alis- originally cuz they were kind of doing the Fifty Shades of Grey type of, you know, feel and stuff like that with the, you know, with Scarlet and the leather and all that other stuff. But, you know. Yeah, well, sinister,
0: you know, yeah, I mean, sinister, it's kind of and like then what they were sin- sort and of then doing sinister with was cool. Priest. Yeah. Yeah. When, he was,
2: when he was first, like, when he, when all he'd say is TikTok, and he'd, like, jump Champa from behind and, you know, destroy him. I thought, you know, okay, he's kind of cool now. God, he just, he looks the like he's talking. L- He's LARP, talking he's yeah, he's doing he's talking too much. He's LARPing this gladiator dumb gimmick. And then they're going to bring in Scarlet thinking it's going to save him. And trust me, Vince is going to look at Scarlet. She's hot. Damn it. And then and then want to break the break worst the thing up.
0: that can happen for him is that we want Lana treatment. Like, remember what happened with Rusev? We want Lana. Yeah, we we want, want Lana. Yeah, and we want Scarlet. We, La- yeah, yeah, we want Scarlet. Yeah. Yep. We don't yeah. want cross. And Vince is gonna hear that one time and he's gonna be like, Who is this carrying cross? He looks like an
2: idiot. Yeah, I just don't who do you put up against Joe that's worth a damn? That's my question. I mean, you know, yeah, they're, they're uh, trying who to. Who's that guy?
0: People. Who's that guy who won the futures tournament? Let's heat him up.
2: Yeah, we go to uh, the NXT weekly show, and this was, uh, yeah. Ah, oh, my goodness. The one good thing. It's
0: certainly an hour and a half of television for me to watch. It was, it was
2: time well spent. Um, Legato Del Fantasma, who I just continue. I watched that entrance, and I went, how, how do you miss on these guys? Because, my God, Santos Escobar just oozes money to me. Just I mean, just the, the whole presentation with the with with the mask and and the poncho and and being flanked by by the other two with their their masks on. That just looks that's a great presentation. And I do think that uh, Electra Lopez, I believe that is her name. Did I get that correct? Yes. Electra Lopez is a fine addition to this. I, I do. I, I liked her in that. Uh, who, who did she t- did she get way too much offense on in that squad? Was it was it Raquel Gonzalez? Was, was or that... no,
0: it was it, she got way too much offense on uh, the, the Tony – Sto- Taya Valkyrie.
2: Oh, oh yeah, Mon- Frankie Monet. Yeah, yeah in, in her debut, yeah, no, she she brings the personality, and they're gonna need it with uh with the female member of of um of Hit Row. But the thing is, you can see what's gonna happen with this Hit Row thing, and and I, I'm a little. Hit Row's going to go over Legato Del Fantasma. And then eventually they're going to break them up to get top dollar, the big push. And all along the way, it's going to be, it's going to be a the Adonis just taking losses and losses and losses, and maybe even swerve Scott as well, which worries me because swerve is fantastic. Uh, yeah and I'm, top
0: dollars kind of okay he's an okay promo but that's like he's an okay promo right now. He's big uh, he's big he's big and he's an okay promo.
2: Yeah we're getting into the land of Giants we brought back uh Birch and Lorkin to flank uh Ridge Holland so that they can be red shirts. yeah we, we can see how this also and then we have we have gargano doing his comedy which is fine. I like his comedy don't get me wrong. you're, you're doing gargano in LA night next week. I understand. But no, he-
0: people are going to get sick of the workhorse red shirts. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and I just, I see a scenario, especially with the NXT audiences who are a little bit different than WWE audiences where NXT audiences start to reject the land of giant stuff and the you're crushing all these guys who can clearly work sort of thing.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at least AEW gives us some surprises from time to time. People who win out of nowhere. People who are... You know they get their wins on dark and elevation, and get up to a point. They, they you know, they're they You can see the, the build there, but uh, yeah. Any other thoughts on NXT this week?
0: Stinky show. Yeah, not looking forward to it. I think the whole way that they're doing tapings and then trying to like avoid spoilers getting out it's asinine. Like if you're gonna tape stuff, it's gonna get out. The year is 2021. Unless you're going to confiscate everyone's phone,
2: yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. They they kicked out someone from I believe I believe it was Body Slam. Ned. It might have been Wrestling Inc. Who uh, <laughs> they, they had they had been watching him since he came in and were watching him on the phone the entire time. Yeah, we don't want spoilers to get out, but hey, the spoilers got out and their rating was up. So you know, they people wanted to watch the follow up of this takeover. I think this next week's show probably might die a death, but. Yeah, we'll, this we'll this is
0: not a organization that needs less buzz on the internet right now. This is an organization that literally needs all the buzz they can get. And Screw like
2: being fan friendly, they'll take what we give them and they'll like it.
0: <laughs> and, and oh by the way when you say the ratings are up this week the ratings are still only like 800 000. you yeah. know like at this point they they have clearly been outclassed in a sizable way by aew's chris, products that,
2: that the performance center is going to be bright and shiny and we have a new colorful logo it's going to be the happy nxt chris it's and not symmetrical
0: all... <laughs> i've already covered this
2: uh we let's end it there we'd like to thank our sponsor uh Hello, fresh use code VOW 14. As Chris put it, VOW 14, which popped me way too much for up to 14 free meals and free shipping. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. You can follow Chris at D-W-A-T-G. Just want to follow the show. It is at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. We are on all your podcast platforms and we are on the YouTube at YouTube.com slash Voices of Wrestling. You want to watch us react and you want to see what this whole canny bit was all about donate at uh, at our page on red circle if you'd like patreon dormant for now chris also but chris has a different patreon if you want to throw a shoe th- a through shekels a few shekels his way no throw a shoe at me by all means shoe, yes you know well you know that's how they do it in other parts of the world <laughs> right, we cover that on don't worry <laughs> about
0: the government sometimes which you can find on don'tworry.tv on itunes on stitcher on spotify if you want to see the video version of don't worry about the government you can see clips of it on youtube by searching for don't worry about the government we do have a channel um it, whenever i do like three part things with multiple people i put up the third uh, the third section of the show and all old episodes a month old you can see if you want to watch stuff that's coming out live and support what i do in the works that i do that is doable over at patreon.com slash dwatg
2: i'm flailing on the on the dismount canny come save me (laughs) i can't save you
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it